Stories of Ordinary People Boyet, who is five years my senior, was the head of our department and had developed abundance for me. At first, I shrugged off his flirty ways as I was told he was, you know, homosexual. He boasted that it's going to be easy for him to create similarly scandalous pictures of me. He also threatened to spread the picture he sent through the internet. Stories that present legal questions. Is my husband's homosexuality enough reason to ask for the dissolution of our marriage? I am actually terrified that this photo will be leaked at work and seen by my customers. Straightforward advice that makes complicated legal issues simple to understand. To be able to constitute a ground for the solution of her marriage, Maria has first to prove by a preponderance of evidence the fact that her husband is a homosexual. The situation of Beatrice is no longer uncommon nowadays. That is why we have several new laws on internet content abuse and cyberbullying. Welcome to the second season of Amicus Juris, the podcast project, where real-life stories and their legal consequences are featured in a manner that is easily understandable. Good evening and welcome to the podcast. Tonight, we are going to discuss the responsibility of parents and other family members to support each other. Good evening, partner. Article 199 of the Family Code provides that the support of the family members devolves in the following order. First, his or her spouse. Second, descendant in the nearest degree. Third, ascendants in the nearest degree. And lastly, brothers and sisters. You are correct there, partner. It means that an individual will be first supported by his or her spouse. If he has no spouse, support should come from his children. If he has no children, support should come from his parents. Lastly, if parents are no longer alive, support should be provided by his brothers and sisters. But the question is, what happens if the person who is obliged to give support has no financial capacity? For example, who will shoulder the needs of the children if their parents are not able to afford financially. Well, to help us understand the law on support, we are lucky to have with us our guest lawyer, attorney Christine Florete. Tonight's episode is about the predicament of Tanya, a solo parent and mother of two teenage daughters, Katrina and Annabelle. Let's listen to her story. Hello, I'm Tanya. I'm 48 and a mother of two teenagers, Katrina and Annabelle. I am currently based in California, USA and working as a nursing assistant. I came to America 15 years ago after I separated from my husband, Brian, the father of my two girls. 
Now my girls were accepted to top universities for the next school year. I had to admit that paying for my children's college tuition is a tall order, especially that I am not really earning a lot. Because of this, we resorted to avail the college loans in order to put my daughters through college. Still, money was not enough to cover their expenses. I always console myself that my two girls are all worth it. They are smart and determined. Well, just like their paternal grandfather, Romulo who is a big-time realtor back in Manila. I consider their Lola Romy as the only consolation in my marriage with Brian. Brian is nothing like his father. He's a good-for-nothing, a spoiled unico hijo who just lived off his parents' fortune. When I ask Brian to give financial support to his two girls, he merely shrugged it off. Tanya, darling, uh, uh, I love the girls, but I have nothing at the moment. I need to go now. Uh, my friends, um, they're waiting for me. I'm really sorry, my darling. Maybe next time. Later, he admitted to me that he is jobless and financially dependent on his parents, even for his daily sustenance. And of course, to sustain several vices. Our common friends later confirmed to me that Brian is heavily in debt and has avoided going to prison because of his powerful family. Not getting enough anything from Brian, I swallowed my pride and asked for support from his father, Lola Romy. I only did this because I thought the girls and their Lola Romy have grown closer. The old man has always asked for my daughter's photos and would send them cash gifts on their birthdays and on holidays. He even told me that the girls inherited his intelligence and drive for success. But going to the old man was a big mistake. He lambasted me for demanding that he shoulder the burden of supporting my two daughters. He called me names and even accused me of not earning enough to support my children. He said that he is not responsible for his granddaughter's college education. And if he is, he would demand that two girls go back to live with him in Manila and opt to study there instead of California, where he claimed the tuition fees are so expensive. Well, this is not what I expected from a big-time businessman who owns several commercial buildings in Metro Manila and lives in an exclusive village. Paying for his granddaughter's tuition should have been chicken feed for the old man. The thought that the two girls will be sent back to Manila and forgo their opportunity to study at the top U.S. universities has come across my mind. I think it is unfair for my children who has worked hard to be accepted to these universities. In addition, 
Herlala Romi started to distance himself from my daughters and stopped communicating with them. My questions are, is my rich father-in-law obliged to support my two daughters? If he is, can he demand that they instead enroll in colleges in Manila and live with him? Thank you for sharing your story with us, Tanya, and congratulations to your daughter's achievements. Being accepted at prestigious universities in California is a privilege that even the moneyed class are not sure of getting. For your girls, the only thing lacking is financial assistance. What Tanya was saying is that she and her daughters already availed of student loans to finance their college education. However, it is not enough to cover all the necessary expenses. It is a pity, though, that their father, Brian, is not able to provide any support. But how about their grandfather, Lolo Romi? Let us listen to Attorney Floretta's take on the issue. Good evening, Blessy and JP. It's nice to be back in the podcast. Going directly to the point, Lolo Romi is duty-bound to support his granddaughters financially. And JP is correct to say that Article 199 of the Family Code of the Philippines makes grandparents duty-bound to support their grandchildren. While it is provided under said provision that Tanya and Brian are primarily charged to support their children's college edu education. Both are in no position to provide the same. In view of their incapacities, the obligation to furnish said support should be borne by Lolo Romi. Under Article 199, Lolo Romi, as the next immediate relative of Katrina and Annabelle is tasked to give support to his granddaughters in default of their parents. It bears stressing that Lolo Romi is well off financially being a successful realtor. Thus, he has the financial means to support his granddaughter's education in lieu of their parents. Now, going to Lolo Romi's proposal that his grandchildren should stay with him in Manila and study there, we must examine Article 204 of the Family Code. This provision provides two options for the person obliged to give support. First, is to give the determined amount of support to the claimant. Second, is to allow the claimant to stay in the family dwelling. However, it must be noted that the second option cannot be availed of in case there are circumstances, legal or moral, which should be considered. In this case, however, 
Lolo Romy cannot avail himself of the second option as his relationship with Tanya and the daughters has gone from best to worst. It is particularly difficult for the children to live with somebody who has hesitated to support them despite the fact that money is not a problem. To force them to live with a person who has alienated them is not fair and beneficial. Thank you, Attorney Florete, for explaining to us the provisions of the law on support. Supporting one another when the other is just capable of giving such support is one of the best traits of the Filipino family. In our case, Tanya's exceptional daughters can rely on their Lolo Romy to make their dreams of studying in American universities a reality. He, however, cannot force them to move back to Manila and study there as this arrangement has not become practical. Well, partner, we finished another very informative episode. We hope our listeners were able to learn another legal doctrine that we were able to simplify for them. We hope that you continue to listen to our upcoming episodes and learn more about the law. And once again, this is your host, JP, and together with my partner, Blasi, wishing you the best for the rest of the evening. Good night! Stories discussed in this podcast are inspired by real cases decided by the Supreme Court. The opinions and views of the guest lawyers are their own personal analysis and views on the featured topic. Any comment about the podcast episodes may be sent to Amico's Juris Facebook page.